BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello and welcome back. This is the What We Said podcast. It is just me, Chelsea, today. I am here without JC. It feels lonely and sad, but we decided to do solo episodes, like a little series, because we both kind of specialize in different things. And so this is my first one. JC had hers a couple episodes ago, which is really good. If you haven't listened to that, um, go back to that one. A couple. I don't know what the episode number is, but so... Today, I'm going to be answering your health-related questions. In case you did not know, I am a certified in- integrative nutrition health coach. I work one-on-one with clients. I help them realize their infinite potential in all the areas of their life, not just exercise and diet. And then we make a plan for how they're going to get there. And most importantly, I keep them accountable. Um, with my clients, I'm, I like to say I'm a guide on the side and not a sage on the stage. So I really help them and we work together as a team to accomplish those health goals that they have and help them realize what their health goals actually are because a lot of times people come to me and say, I want to lose weight or I want to have this perfect body and then later on they realize that it's a lot deeper than that. I currently have two ebooks out right now, um, Planted, which is a plant-based guide for living a sustainable healthy, happy, balanced life. And then I also have a juice recipe ebook. I've been juicing for a long time. I love juicing. I've been doing it for a long time. And so I have especially 12, I have 12 specially curated recipes for your body. It's called Juicing Anatomy. So you can find those on my website, which is chelseajade.com. And yeah, everyone says that they have like that one thing that they could talk about forever. My brother said this one time, like everyone has their one thing that if you get them going on it, they'll just talk your ear off forever. And mine is health. If you know me, you know that this is true. When I say health too, I don't just mean green smoothies and workout regimens. I mean all aspects of health. What's your home life like? What do your relationships look like? Health is just so much more than you think it is. There are so many aspects to it. So today we're going to focus on a couple of them. So today we're going to be talking about um, having a healthy relationship with food and eating, curbing cravings, and positive self-talk. Healthy habits, they take time, as we've talked about on this podcast many times before, and they take, you actually have to practice them to start implementing them and having them make a difference in your life. First, you need to remember them. You need to (laughs) remember to actually do it. And I know that sometimes when I'm listening to a podcast or a book and I'm feeling super inspired, you know, that energy is surging through my veins, I forget literally the next day. I'm like, I'm going to start waking up every morning and doing this. 
and I literally forget because I don't write it down. So if this this doesn't have to just do with our podcast or this episode specifically, but anything you're listening to or reading or watching for that matter, write it down. I highly suggest, you know, just jotting it down in your notes app, but um, maybe just title it what we said thoughts and write down how you can fit these little tips into your life. Goals are literally nothing without action steps. And the best way to get action steps planned out is to write them down. So please note, before we start this, please note what I say is not instruction by any means. This is purely my experience, my opinions based on my own personal study and background. I have, however, done a lot of studying. So with that, let's get controversial, my friends. If you're a longtime listener, you know that's something that I'm super honest about is my struggle with disordered eating. I have struggled with an eating disorder with people asking me like, what kind? Which is like kind of a weird question, but I used to binge every day, sometimes multiple times a day. And then I would abuse prescription drugs, laxatives. I would run, you know, for miles and miles to try and burn off my calories. I counted calories like a maniac. I restricted my food. I was insane. I was eating basically rice cake, rice cakes, steamed veggies and grapes. That was literally my entire diet. So like 2015, that was when it was really bad. I was spending hours at the gym running, spending hours crying at home. I could not even look at myself in the mirror without crying. Like I kid you not, I hated myself. And at the time I thought it was because I hated my body and it had so much, so much, it was so much deeper than that. And I would not have been able to figure that out, but I went to therapy. (laughs) Therapy is, there's a reason therapy's so popular and there's a reason everyone goes to therapy because it really truly is amazing. My sweet, sweet, sweet angel husband and my family and friends, they really supported me and I had to tell someone that I trusted. And if you are struggling with an eating disorder of any kind or disordered eating, I highly suggest talking to somebody that you trust. Whether that's a parent, whether that's a friend, Talk to your doctor, see if they can recommend a good therapist for you and get it fixed because it can be fixed. You guys, like I literally feel I still, okay. So I still have my days for sure. There, there are days when I, I get little feelings of it's like deja vu where I'm like, Ooh, I don't like the way that I'm talking to myself or the way that I think about food starts to fall back into those habits that I used to have because it's been a bumpy road to recovery, but I have just learned so much and knowledge is power truly and I just want to help everyone that I can because I feel like I have a different mind now it's crazy like I feel like my brain just was opened up to this new world and I found freedom over the years and that has given me confidence and I found that freedom from vulnerability and knowledge and therapy (laughs) so first I want to just talk about food and health in general so I'm just going to read a little part from my planted ebook that kind of sums up how I feel about food and eating. So here's the thing. Food itself is complicated. Food is science, chemistry, actions, and reactions. It's vitamins and nutrients and poisons. Food is texture, tastes, and smells. Eating, however, is a simple act. Eating is love. Eating is companionship, friendship, and the act of nourishing. Eating is being present, grateful, and caring. As humans, we tend to overcomplicate things, God did all of the complicated stuff for us. He gave us food to eat. He planted seeds in the ground, created ecosystems to nurture them and help them thrive. 
and then perfectly manufactured complex and intricate ways for our bodies to process it and flourish off of it. All we have to do is harvest it, prepare it, eat, and share it. Literally, that's it. What other species sits around and tries to decide what they should eat as much as humans do? Like, seriously. Granted, we have the most complex and intelligent mind, but boy, is it a disservice in this case. Look at what we have done to ourselves. Eating disorders, disease, animal abuse, inhumane worker treatment, corrupt businesses, depression, anxiety, OCD, all from eating. We have polluted the simple act of eating. I have heard the phrase you teach what you need to learn the most. And in my case, I find this to be almost disturbingly true. Um, I just love learning about health and wellness because it's something I really struggle with. I love learning about self-love and self-confidence because it is so hard for me. Like I, I have struggled with it so much my whole life and it's something that I just, I want to get better at for myself. I've overcomplicated eating because I've overcomplicated love, loving myself, others, and just life in general. So how do we stop overcomplicating eating? Well, lots of ways. First, we stop placing our worth in things like the way that our bodies look, what size dress we are, and how perfect we are when it comes to eating or how imperfect we are when it comes to eating. Your worth is infinite, you guys. I know that sounds so cheesy and you hear it all the time, but like, I just want you to think about the fact that you are here on this earth listening to this podcast. You are literally a miracle. You have so much to be grateful for. Stop looking for worth in all the wrong places. Your worth is not in your bank account. It's not in how many people follow you. It's not in how many people like you. That is not where your worth is. You do not have to be significant to the world to have worth. You are already worthy of infinite and eternal love as you are today, right now, right now, as you are. You just have to be, you have to decide to accept it. You really do have to open that door. There are a lot of little health tips and tricks and they can help you a lot. Like, oh, drink more water. That's great. But the shift has to happen within yourself first. Then things will naturally start to shift on the outside. That's how I felt I really found that to be true for me. I had to find, I had to dig deep within myself and I had to want to change. I had to want to love myself again. I had to want to stop abusing myself and I had to want to be free of that. Once you start to understand and accept your worth, your relationship with food and eating and exercise will improve. I, I promise you guys. Because like I said, eating's pretty simple. We all know how to be healthy. It's not like we don't know. Like sometimes the media tries to trick you and, and make you think you don't know how to treat your body right, but you do. Like we were born with it. When we were babies, we cried when we were hungry. Like it, it's not something anyone had to teach us. We, we were born with that. We've just been bombarded with fad diets and whatnot, and it's confused us. We know we have to eat moderate amounts of food. We know we have to eat more vegetables. We know we have to drink a lot of water. We know we have to get sleep. It's pretty simple, but at the same time, it's not simple at all. What's up, guys? It is JC here, and I am so excited to tell you guys about something that I am obsessed with at the moment, and that is Care Of Protein Powder. Okay, first of all, we need to talk about Care Of's branding. It's so good. The little tubs that the protein powder come in are so cute. And you can also add in individual packets that you can easily just stash in your purse or your gym bag or your car, whatever, when you're on the go. 
So how it works is you go onto their site and you take a little quiz. And I honestly love a little personalized quiz, you know? Like I just think it's so fun. And this is perfect because they ask you what your fitness and diet goals are, what your lifestyle is and stuff so that they can recommend you the perfect protein powder for you basically. And the other thing is that I like is that they give you really good information regarding the protein powder that they suggest for you. So they're telling you the why behind this, why that specific one is going to work great for you. So I took the quiz and I entered in my goals like I want to gain muscle. I entered in like my my areas that I want to improve on like sleep and stress and all that stuff. And I also told them that I prefer not to eat dairy. And so I ended up getting the vanilla and chocolate plant protein powders. And you guys, they are so good and creamy and I love them added into a smoothie. So the protein from Care Of is clean and made of ingredients that you can recognize from the best sources, such as whey from free-range grass-fed cows or the vegan plant protein is made of organic peas, hemp seeds, and pumpkin seeds. So this is the real deal. And I love adding protein powder to my smoothies because I feel like it just makes it so much more filling and it can also kind of serve as a healthy snack substitute. I was telling Chelsea the other day that when I'm feeling like I'm craving something sweet because I have a major sweet tooth, I love making a smoothie because I feel like it totally satisfies the sweet craving and it just fills me up, especially if it's like a chocolate almond butter shake or something. So anyway... If you guys want to try out Care Of Protein Powder, I think you guys will really, really love it. We have a discount code for you. So for 50% off your first Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter the code WESAID50. Again, for 50% off your first Care Of order, and that is correct, I am saying 50% off, half off, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter the code WESAID50. So let me just break down a couple of the major obstacles we face, get more specific when it comes to eating these days. So cravings, this is something. So I asked on my Instagram what you guys wanted to hear about. And a lot of you guys said curbing cravings. And I get that. Cravings are hard. Cravings are so powerful. Like they cause obsession and anxiety. And then for people like me, they cause a lot of guilt and shame. So first, let's kind of define cravings. Craving something is different than being hungry. So when you crave something like a treat or a snack, it's actually just your brain looking for a reward. So we all know about this reward system in our brain, right? This happens when we check something off our to-do list, uh, when we get a good text message, when we buy a treat at the grocery store. These are all rewards, like quote unquote, and it releases that little shot of dopamine that feels really good. So this is what causes addictive behavior because you're constantly seeking that reward. So you need to evaluate your cravings as soon as they happen. Are you just looking for that reward? It's important to realize that. So I use, I like the saying halt. I learned this actually in church and it's halt as an H-A-L-T. Am I hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? I do not make any decisions when I'm in any of those states because I know I'm not in the right state of mind if I'm any of those things. So I try and step out of that situation and make my decision from there. Let's talk about craving sugar, for example. This is something that really gets me riled up when people, yeah, anyways. So first of all, the more sugar that you eat, the harder it seems to stop eating it. And that is because sugar actually makes you hungrier because it increases the leptin resistance. And leptin is that hormone in the stomach which signals to you when you've eaten enough. So it's a little like, okay, you're done. 
So that makes you hungry. And if you're feeling a little withdrawal, you will be irritated. So when you don't eat sugar, you'll have a little bit of withdrawal. And I don't know if any of you guys have experienced withdrawal from anything, but you get irritated and just anxious. It's, it's never a good feeling. It's not the best state of mind to be in to make healthy decisions. And I'll get into a little bit later how to, because you're like, okay, that's great, but how do I stop eating sugar? So I'll get into that in a little bit. And the answer is to not, is not to just stop eating sugar. But okay, let's go back to hunger. So hunger is different. We've disconnected ourselves from the innate ability to determine hunger. Our bodies usually let us know when we're hungry. Like there are physical things that happen when we're hungry. I don't know if you've ever noticed when you're at a restaurant and you take a deep breath, that means you're full. Like if your body is doing that, like you're, you're going at it and all of a sudden you take like that, <sighs> that means you're done. You're done So If you like push your food forward, I don't know if you ever noticed, but like there are physical things you'll do, like push your food away. It's like, okay, I'm done. Don't go grab that food again. Don't grab for something else. That means like I'm done. My body's telling me I'm done. One way to know if you're like, so I know you're probably thinking, like, okay, this is, this is all great information, but what do I do about it? So if you're trying to decide if you're actually hungry versus if it's a craving, ask yourself, will eating anything, but ideally something nutritious, will that satisfy you? Or will you not be happy unless you eat a bite of that greasy or sweet snack? If it's the latter, you're really not physically hungry. And also hunger happens more gradually. So Cravings usually occur pretty quickly, especially if you see something or if something triggers it. Hunger, you'll literally get like lightheaded. Like, I mean, that's if you're really hungry, but you can tell. if Once you start to get in tune with it, it'll be a lot easier for you to be intuitive with your eating. So with that knowledge and being able to identify those things, how do we, you know, go about forming better habits? Like what action steps do we take? So this is kind of what I work with with my clients on is writing out and crowd and crowding out. So this is what I learned in therapy, riding the wave of cravings. This is just can apply to any area of life, actually, because things in life, they come in waves. They come and go. You have to ride it out. Eventually, it will pass. This doesn't like to me when I heard my therapist say this to me, I was like, duh, like a light bulb went off. But, you know, it actually is pretty simple and makes common sense but when you feel the urge for something that you know that you would be better off without just ride it out it will pass for for some reason when you're feeling the urge and like I would get the urge to binge that's what my urge would be that's what I had to ride out I would get this urge to like go into the kitchen and binge and like just go numb that's what I wanted to do is basically my binging was to be numb for a while I just don't want to feel anything and I just wanted to almost let myself be out of control because I wanted control so bad. I don't really know, but give it time. So I would go for a walk, call a friend, take a shower, take yourself out of the situation where time feels like it's dragging on. So if you're craving sugar and you're by the kitchen, just take yourself out of the kitchen. You don't have to sit there, stare at the cookie and punish yourself like, no, you can't eat this. You can't eat this. Like just ride it out. And if in 10 years you're still wanting it like then then get it but it's like just give yourself some time to process and do something else I loved to call a friend I'd love to go on a walk it's just so good to get out of that situation and it opens up your mind this also you know opens a lot of opportunity for you guys to build new skills that was for me I had to learn to do other things instead of 
caving into my cravings. Eventually that craving is going to pass and it will get easier with time. Each time it will get easier to curb the craving or to ride it out. I promise you. The next thing um, that I try and implement with my clients is crowding out. So doing more of the good to make less room for the bad. And when I say good and bad, I just mean, you know, not like, oh, there's bad food. There's no good food and bad food. There's just healthy food and it's food that doesn't really do much for your body. So this doesn't have to be food and it it can apply to any area of your life. If you crowd your diet with whole grains, healthy carbs, protein, fats, fruits, veggies, juices, et cetera, you won't even have room for the junky food that makes you feel bloated or sick. What you resist persists. So the more that you focus on what you cannot do, the more you want to do it. The more something is on your mind, the more you obsess over it which makes sense, right? It's human nature. We're kind of rebels. So for me, when I know that I can eat whatever I want, I can eat meat, I can eat dairy, I can eat sweets, I can eat sugar, I can do whatever I want. I choose when I tell myself I choose to eat the way I do because I like it and it makes me feel good and I know it's good for my body. Then it's simple. It makes it a simple choice. What you need to understand that it's not even a factor of deserving. It's a factor of nourishment. And we've talked about this on the podcast before um, with Kelsey, who was our personal trainer, that discipline and being healthy and having these things isn't bad. It's not punishment. It's nourishment. And if you're going about it, punishing yourself, it's not going to work and it's not going to make you happy. If you go at it with the mindset of nourishing your body and nourishing your life, you're going to feel so much better and you're going to be so much more motivated. I've never been motivated to do something when someone's been kicking me down. Like that that doesn't make me want to try because I feel like I can never succeed. You have to decide for yourself what's best for you to nourish your mo- your mind, your body, your soul because everyone's different. That's another thing is there's bio-individuality. Everybody is different. You could do the exact same thing as other people and you'll never get the same exact results. So a lot of it is deciding for yourself and, and experimenting trial and error what's the best way to nourish your body. What do you need? I have talked about the fragrance Dolce & Gabbana Light Blue before on this podcast and guess where I got it, Chelsea? Where did you get it, Jace? scent bird and i brought it with me to australia that's how committed i was um and i put it in my purse it is literally so convenient so perfect size it's the perfect size so let me give you guys more info so you know what i'm talking about so scent bird is a luxury fragrance subscription service for perfumes and colognes and this is an awesome way for you to discover and test out new perfumes without having to buy the entire bottle um so they carry a ton of designer brands They have Prada, Tom Ford, Dolce & Gabbana, Versace, Gucci, like whatever you can think of. And Chelsea, you just told me that you actually discovered that you are obsessed with light blue too. Yeah, I love, well, I love Gucci Guilty. Yeah, that one's really good too. I found that I really love that one, but I also found that I love Dolce & Gabbana light blue as well. Yeah. So here's how it works, you guys. You choose the perfume you want to try and they'll send you a 30-day supply. So that is 120 sprays which is enough to apply more than four times daily for a month. Not even the stinkiest of stinky people (laughs) need that, but that's what they're going to give you. It's also nice because you can see the ratings and reviews on each fragrance. So you can go off that to decide which one you want to order, or you can take a little quiz that they have on their site for some more personalized recommendations. Like, do you like a woodsy scent? you like a floral scent? Who knows? 
who knows what you're going to pick. So what I love about this is that it comes in these tiny little like vial things, but it does really last a while. But it's nice because you can just put them in your purse. Mm -hmm. Super awesome for traveling. Like I was saying, I brought mine to Australia and I just have it in my purse. Um, I'm in Arizona right now and I brought it with me here as well. It's just like way better than trying to bring an entire bottle of perfume with you on a yeah. trip. Like that's just not Especially cool. when you're experimenting scents. Yes. So we have an awesome offer for you guys, our beautiful listeners. You can get 50% off your first month today. That is only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com slash what we said and use our code what we said for 50% off your first month. Again, that is scentbird, which is S-C-E-N-T bird.com slash what we said for you to try your first perfume or cologne for only $7.50. So go sign on and get ready to smell really freaking good. Another thing to really examine when it comes to health and wellness is self-talk. This was really hard for me. What does your self-talk look like after you've messed up, quote unquote? Are you beating yourself up? Are you saying, look, I knew it, you would fail. I knew you couldn't do it. Or what are you saying? Like, you'll be better next time. You deserve better. You, you know, like, what are you saying to yourself? Are you nurturing to yourself? Are you judging yourself? Are you constantly in a state of judging others? Are you happy? So one way to evaluate this is to think about the past day that you've had. This is an exercise I've learned from the book um, Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Shamin. I think I said his name right. He talks about this thing in our mind. It's called the judge and it judges everything and it's what's making us sad and we have these saboteurs that sabotage ourselves to keep us safe when in reality they're not doing us any favors so anyways i want you to think about the past day that you've had so yes yesterday at this time until now what emotions and feelings have dominated that time frame when was the last time in the last day that you felt grateful did you feel peaceful did you feel safe? Did you feel proud? A sense of enchantment? Did you feel affectionate? Were you feeling excited? How about, how often did you feel irritated or jealous or hopeless, discontent or worried? If you feel like the majority of your energy and your emotions in the last 24 hours have been negative, I'm guessing that you have been unhappy lately. If that is the case, you can get better, but it takes practice. So you need to take more time to be present. Easier said than done, I know, but being present is really the key to happiness and it's the key to health is being more present and it's as soon as you're more present, your self-talk will become better. Everything will become better. So to be present, Take deep breaths throughout the day. And when I say take deep breaths, I mean like take notice to your breath. Notice the weight of your body on your seat right now. Like think about the weight. Just notice the weight of your body on your seat. Notice the weight of your feet on the ground if you're standing. Notice the smells around you. Notice how it feels to hug your loved one after a long day. Really pay attention to your senses. This helps you be present. Do this throughout the day and try and do this a couple times a day. It will dramatically improve the way that you think about yourself, the emotions that, and the 
feelings that you get throughout the day. And most importantly, don't give up on yourself. So noticing what words or phrases you are constantly saying to yourself, are they encouraging? If you were to say the things that you say to yourself, if you were to say those things to somebody else out loud, would they think you were being discouraging and just mean and negative or would they be motivated? Because if it's the latter, then great. Then you're going to be happy and you're going to learn how to like speak kindly to yourself. If you are somebody who is affected by the words of others, just think about the damage it's doing to you if you're speaking meanly or you're speaking rude to yourself and you're and you're just are just demolishing yourself every day. I used to do that like constantly. I was constantly punishing myself. I was constantly letting myself abuse myself and I was looking for ways to do that. I was looking for ways to punish myself because I didn't feel worthy and that goes back to the first thing of, of feeling worthy. You have to start speaking kindly to yourself. You have to see yourself as a little kid. You have to see yourself in a different light. Imagine yourself when you were like, I don't know, two, and you're holding a puppy. If you were to see a picture of yourself smiling, holding a puppy, would you say some of the things that you say to yourself to that little kid? No, probably not. You need to remember that that's who you are. All right, who has heard of FabFitFun? If you have not heard of it, FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products in it. I am obsessed with these boxes, you guys. I feel like it feels like your birthday four times a year. I get so excited when these get dropped off on my door. I am always so stoked to see what awesome products are inside. It's just like a fun little surprise. And I actually discovered a little eye brightener eyeshadow stick in one of the boxes and it the brand is Thrive and I've actually turned a few different people onto it like my mom used it when she was at my house and she was like I am buying that it's so good and then this past weekend when I was in coat when I was at Coachella with Chelsea I actually forgot mine and Chelsea has one as well so I asked her if I could borrow hers so I love that I discovered that through FabFitFun and each season's box features a variety of amazing brands like Anthropology, Glam Glow, Kate Somerville, Tarte, Free People, they have so many different awesome high quality brands. The list really goes on and on. And the box retails for $49.99, but it always has a value of over $200. I would suggest getting on this quick because these boxes do sell out fast. But as always, we do have a little code for you guys to use. So head to fabfitfun.com and use the code what we said to save $10 off your first box, which makes it only $39.99. Again, that is fabfitfun.com and use the code what we said for $10 off. You deserve it, girl. Treat yourself. Another thing is affirmations. This is really the key to good self-talk. And if it's something that you're really struggling with, affirmations is a great place to, st- to start. If you don't know what affirmations are, they're just motivating and encouraging statements that can help you to challenge and overcome self-sabotaging and negative thoughts. And I know that sounds cheesy. I know like affirmations is so like, oh, LA girl, or I don't even know, essential oils girl, but it's it's popular for a reason. When you say these things out loud to yourself, especially to yourself in the mirror, you will feel this like surge of encouragement and energy. It's comforting and warm to be nice to yourself. It really is. It will change everything. You will be more successful. You, are be, you will be healthier and you will be happier with your life. You will be content 
If you're missing that feeling of contentment and happiness and the majority of your feelings are negative, you can fix that. That's not just how you are. You can fix that. Okay, so let me just give you an example of some of my favorite affirmations. So picture yourself saying this to yourself in the mirror. I have a strong urge to eat only healthy, giving, and nutritious foods. I am filled with vitality, energy, and physical stamina. I am whole. I am loved. My body is loved. I have the power to change myself. I can forgive and understand others and their motives. I rejoice in my uniqueness. I am worthy of all the good things that happen in my life. I am confident with my life plan and the way that things are going. Those are literally just a couple of my favorite ones. But even just saying that out loud, I feel better. Like I, there's just this energy that goes through you when you say it out loud. And especially if you look yourself in the eyes and tell yourself you will start to believe it. So you can like you can find these on anywhere. You can find these on Pinterest. I don't know, Google affirmations. You can find a million. Just find some if you don't want to make some yourself. Just find some that work for you. You know, if you want to work on your work life, if you want to work in your business, if you want to work on your health, your your self-esteem, you can find and create. If you want to work on your financial, you know, relationship, you can find some that help you and they really will help you if you do it every single day for two weeks and you don't like it, you can stop. But if you like it, you're welcome. You have a great habit for the rest of your life. (laughs) So I'm just going to sum that up. This has been, I have so much to talk about and there was so many people that said different things and there's so much to health. And I know that I've talked about this multiple, multiple times on the podcast. So I don't want to be a broken record, but there's so much more to health than losing weight, than green smoothies, than working out. Like your financials, your relationship with money, your career, your education, the amount of joy you feel, your sense of a greater purpose, your spirituality, your creativity. Are you expressing creativity? Are you, how's your home life? Like how, how's your home environment? Is your room clean? Like there's so many things to health and it sounds overwhelming, but actually by knowing that, it's a little bit freeing. It's like, okay, there's so many things in my life that are aspects of my health and I need to nourish them and not neglect them. And then it seems easier because they're just little tiny things. We say this, this is a common theme, but you just need to start with one action step that you can do. So if you were taking notes or if you have notes, think of one thing that you can do in the next week that will launch you to success. So actually this leads me into this little exercise that I want to do with you. I heard this from Mastin Kip um, when I was in school and it was like it opened my eyes. I, w- I loved it. So I'm going to repeat it to you. But I was going through a very transitional stage in my life when this happened. And this just made me realize the importance of visual- visualization and how you talk to yourself and how important it is to, I don't know, just be inspired and and to be aware of yourself and just be aware of your potential. So this inspired me to be brave. This inspired me to tap into that potential. So if you're driving or if you're at work, that's fine. But if you have a minute or two to like close your eyes or, you know, if it's safe, then go somewhere with me and let's do this. Okay. So close your eyes if it's safe and think about you at rock bottom. 
So go as you are today. Go to yourself at rock bottom. Be there. Think of your life at rock bottom. Think of you at rock bottom. Look right into the eyes of you at rock bottom and give them a hug. Look at them and say, you made it. What was the advice you needed to hear at rock bottom? You can say it out loud if you want, if you're alone or if you're at work, don't. But say it out loud. Now, as you are today, go to yourself in five years. If you took just one courageous action step a day, what does your home look like? What does your bank account look like? If you took one courageous action step a day, you did one brave thing a day, what does your life look like in five years? Go to you in five years. What does your body feel like? Like really step into that image. Be specific. And because we kind of tend to sell ourselves short, double that. So as you are today, look at yourself in five years and ask them, what do I have to do to be you? What did you do when you wanted to quit? What do you believe about life? And now, what are they telling you? What are their answers? If their answers scare you, good. That's good. And do it. So whether you're on a health I mean, everyone's on a health journey, but whether you just started, you feel like you've been on it forever. If you're, just, if you're new to this, anybody's health journey. Commit to it. It's going to be uncomfortable. You will have bad days. You will want to shrink back into old habits. You'll want to feel safe again. Fear is not your friend, you guys. It's not my friend. I'm scared of a lot of things. Do not give in to fear. Grow, learn, thrive. If you're uncomfortable, be grateful that you're learning and that you're growing. I love, personally, I love the quote, a year from now, you'll be glad you started today. So even think about what the date is today and think about what you were doing exactly one year ago. And if you could go back to that day, what would you tell yourself? Would you persuade them to start an exercise routine, maybe a savings account, you know? I wish I would have started to learn how to speak French. This is what I said in my book too. I wish, you know, I still need to do that. Because by now I would be able to speak French, but it's okay. Let go of that. now. But think about today. Let's put that in perspective. Think about today. What would be good for you to start today? that you'll be grateful that you started one year from now. Probably the same thing, a routine, a savings account, whatever. And think about what's holding you back. Write down any excuses that follow that. Scratch it out. Forget it because, and just think about why you need to start today. Why you want to start today. Why you're going to. Then just write exactly what you're going to do. I really, 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 really suggest writing down little things that you're going to do and how you're going to do them. I have cannot even tell you guys how many times in my journal I have written down like, I'm going to start drinking a gallon of water a day. And that's all I write down. Never do it. Never did it. I'm going to go to hot yoga every single day. Haven't done it yet. The things that I actually do, I break it down so specifically. I literally write down like, wake up. 
one thing that I have been good at my morning routine. I'm proud of myself because I'm a morning person, which helps me, but I've never had a morning routine. I've always just like, you know, wandered around my house for like two hours when I wake up. I wanted to really get stuff done and, and get grounded and feel inspired and feel motivated in the first hour that I'm awake. So I decided I wrote down specifically what I was going to do. And I tried to do it as soon as possible. So if you're not going to do it in five seconds, you're not going to do it tomorrow. You're not going to do it on Monday. You're not going to do it next year. You're not going to do it next month. If you're not going to do it in the next 10 minutes, then forget about it. And if you're like, wow, I'm not going to do anything in the next 10 minutes, then you need to get motivated. You need to change that mindset. You need to change the way that you're thinking about what can and can't means. So I wrote down, I'm going to wake up, you know, 6.45. I'm going to not push snooze. I'm going to jump out of bed, shoot up, lean over, kiss my husband, smile at him because I want to start the day with positive. My husband can be kind of, you know, I've said this before, he's kind of a gremlin in the morning. I want to smile, kiss him, tell him I love him, start that out. You know, that's the first thing of my day because that's my number one priority. And then I'm going to kneel down by the side of my bed, like get specific and pray. And that actually is my number one priority is to make sure that I'm keeping my relationship with God and working on that because I'm far, 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 far from perfect. And then I'm going to get up. I'm going to grab my notebook. That's going to be on my bedside table grab my pen that's going to be on my bedside table as well, write down a whole page of journaling and just be specific. It doesn't have to be a morning routine, but if you want to go to the gym, I'm not kidding. Like be as specific as, okay, at this time, I'm going to grab my shoes. I'm going to put my shoes on. Then I'm going to grab my bag. Then I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this and break it down. If you can't, if it seems too big, break it down. If it seems too hard, cut it in half. I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that that's always our number one um, piece of advice. But anyways, there's so much more. Like Jay said in her solo episode, we're going to be doing these more. You can follow me on Instagram if you want to ride along the journey at Chelsea Jade Curtis on Instagram or you can go to my website at www.chelseajade.com and Chelsea is spelled C-H-E-L-S-E-Y I'm not going to say I'm mad when you guys misspell it because I understand autocorrect is a thing and it always corrects mine too but yeah if you want to know something I also do health coaching one-on-one I have a couple spots for health clients at certain times so you can also find my information and anything there and you can also suggest new topics for me to talk about next time or topics for us to talk about on this podcast I wanted to just end with also saying how grateful I am for you guys that listen and if you're listening to the end of this thank you for taking the time to listen to me ramble about something that I love and I'm so passionate about and thank you for giving me and JC the opportunity to share our everything with you like we literally share our hearts with you and we really do feel like you guys are part of our little family and are part of our little friend group we love the messages that say that you guys feel like you're sitting in the room talking to us because that's how we feel like when, when it's just us 
we don't just feel like it's us too. We we know you guys are listening. We feel that energy from you guys. So thank you so, so, so much for supporting us for with everything that we do. Every little decision you guys blows my mind that you guys listen to us and support us. It's this world is good. If anyone tells you differently, they're lying. This world is filled with so much good. You guys are amazing. And if you want to follow our podcast on Instagram, it is at what we said podcast. That is where we do a lot of behind the scenes, uh, especially for the podcast. We post every Tuesday about our episodes. We post fun pictures. We post behind the scenes of our guests, all that fun stuff. And we post polls. If you guys want to answer questions, suggest topics, go there, follow us. If you want to subscribe to our podcast on the Apple Podcast app, go ahead and do that. Obviously, if you're already here, thank you. If you are listening on Spotify, it would be great if you guys could go to the Apple Podcast app, rate and review us, and let us know because it helps us so much. And we love you. And that's what I said, I guess. Bye.